You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. On this episode, we are celebrating Black History Month, the importance behind that in our our nation's history, as well as what the good folks up at Purdue are doing, and especially our good friends at the Black Cultural Center up at Purdue. And with that, it is my pleasure to bring back a friend of the podcast, uh, the director of the Black Cultural Center, Renee Thomas, and she also has a couple of uh, friends with her today. We'll start with you, Renee. Welcome back. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Oh, I appreciate you giving me your time and talking about this important topic that we are talking about today. Um, for our listeners, as we kind of get started, I want to go back. We, I know you and I talked a, a few months ago um, on a previous podcast, but for our listeners who may not have caught that episode, I want to you to share again with the history of the, of the BCC up there at Purdue, because I, I love that story you shared with me. Um, just kind of tell our listeners about how the, uh, the BCC got started. Certainly. The Black Cultural Center, actually, we're coming off the 50th anniversary celebration, and uh, we were founded in 1969 at Purdue University. It was the result of student protest and activism. After the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King in 1968, our black students really felt that there was not a whole lot that was representative of the African-American experience at Purdue, so they staged a silent protest. Uh, They scheduled a meeting in the union building and asked all the students to come back the next day with a red brick and put it in a brown paper bag. So they arrived the next day. They uh, staged a silent protest in which they marched from the union over to the administration building, which is now Hovde Hall. When they arrived at the steps of Hovde Hall, they each opened their brown paper bags, set a brick on the stairs, and erected a sign that said the fire next time. After the protest, they uh, were able to meet with the president and presented him with a list of nine demands. And out of those demands, the Black Cultural Center was birthed. It was a fairly significant protest and that at that time, Purdue had less than 200 African-American students enrolled. And about 85 to 90 percent of the black student community participated in this protest, along with several others from the university. That's great. I love that story. Thank you again for sharing that. Talk about how much uh, Purdue and the campus and and, and black history has grown on Purdue's campus since that time. Our enrollment is is one of the most uh, striking in terms of the growth on the campus community. As I stated earlier, in 1968-1969, we were just under 200 Mm -hmm. African-American students. Today, uh, we boast an enrollment close to 1,300 African-American students. However, we are still not where we need to be as an institution as relates to African-American student enrollment. The other thing that's uh, impressive is the high quality of programs and activities that the university puts on uh, sponsored through the Black Cultural Center in terms of educating the entire campus community about the contributions of African Americans. Talk about the importance of celebrating and honoring Black History Month throughout February and how important it is to do that. It's important that we still continue to celebrate uh, Black History Month throughout the month of February. Carter G. Woodson, when he founded Negro History Week uh, back in the late 1920s, expanded into uh, a month-long celebration. And unfortunately, even here we are in the year 2020, the African-American story is not always told, uh, particularly from the African-American perspective. So Black History Month is a time for us to celebrate black excellence, 
It's a time in which we introduce individuals about some famous history makers in our our culture. And it's also just a time to celebrate American history. Um, I think that sometimes when we think of black history, we think that it's outside of uh, American history, Mm. but it is part of American history. So we are elevating uh, those individuals throughout the month. Agreed, agreed. Definitely something that deserves more than just the month of February. This should be a year-long uh, celebration that we, you know, never forget as well. Uh, just the the rich history there. Um, you got some events coming up that we want to highlight and talk about. And, you know, Renee, you can talk a little bit about those as well and, and a couple of the students you have there with you in your office. Um, talk about uh, this upcoming uh, spring break trip and as any other events you got coming on. Yes, I, I like to highlight on Friday, February 21st and 22nd, the Black Cultural Center's Performing Arts Ensemble Program will be putting on a staged production. We call it our Coffee House, which is actually a work in progress uh, for our major stage production coming up in April. And you will be able to see uh, representatives from the Black Voices of Inspiration Choir, the Jahari Dance Troupe, the New Directional Players, as well as the Haraka Writers will be performing. We have a a scholarly ensemble in which two of the students are here representing called the Black Thought Collective, and they do research on the African-American experience, and they'll be facilitating a discussion after the performance so that we can process that a little bit with the audience members. And you said that is on the 21st? Yes, the 21st, uh, which is a Friday evening at 7 p.m., and then we'll be repeating the same show again on Saturday the 22nd. And then in addition to that, we're doing a Freedom uh, Legacy Tour, which will travel to Cincinnati, Ohio, and visit the National Underground Railroad Freedom oh, cool. Center. And we're, there's a really unique connection there with the Black Cultural Center, the same architect that designed the Black Cultural Center. It was also the lead architect on the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center. Oh, wow. And after we visit uh, that Freedom Center, we'll... Uh, transport over into Kentucky and actually retrace the steps of some enslaved Africans or some uh, what we like to call freedom seekers who escaped slavery uh, by crossing the Ohio River into Ohio. And we'll retrace some of those steps and look at uh, some significant sites uh, as part of the Underground Railroad experience. That's great. And then And then, you know, what I wanted to uh, highlight and talk about today is our upcoming spring break tour in which we will be doing a research experience and exploring the uh, Gullah Geechee culture, which is a very unique culture um, that is down in the Sea Islands right off the coast of Mm -hmm. Georgia and South Carolina. And we'll talk to a couple of your students here in a second about that, but I want to hear from you on the importance of this trip and why that location was selected. Yes, this trip is of of critical importance as we explore the African-American heritage. Uh, The Gullah Sea Islands uh, are right off the coast of South Carolina and Georgia. And uh, it's places like Hilton Head, St. Simmons Island, uh, St. Helena Island. And if you can imagine, during enslavement, many enslaved Africans were on these islands working in, on the rice plantations, working on in the uh, indigo plantations. And because of the isolation of the islands, they were not able to get to the mainland because the bridges uh, weren't built until the late 1950s, early 60s. So because of the isolation of the islands, they were able to retain a lot of their African cultural traditions and dance, spiritual practices, food ways, you name it. They retained a lot of that um, African retention. 
The other uh, really significant piece is we will be staying at the Penn Center, which is on St. Helena Island. And Penn Center was the first school that educated people of color in the United States. Um, has a, a, a really robust history there, um, and there are still some living graduates from the Penn Center. So we'll actually be able to do some oral history collection uh, with some of those graduates. We'll learn more about the history of the Penn Center and the role that it played in educating African Americans. That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, let's talk to a couple of the students that are in there in your office with you that will be going on this trip. I'd like to, to hear from them and uh, their excitement about taking this trip and, and why they're decided to go on this. So let's bring them in. We have uh, Ariel Smith and Josh Henderson, both uh, students up there at Purdue. Ariel and Josh, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for having me. Yes. All right. Well, let's let's start with you, Ariel. Ladies first. Kind of uh, tell us a little bit about you, as so our listeners can get to know who you are. Well, yeah. So my name is Ariel Smith. I am a third year PhD student in American Studies. I'm also an instructor for African American Studies and American Studies at Purdue University. And currently, I serve as the scholar in residence for the Black Thought Collective at the Black Cultural Center. Awesome. Well, thank you for uh, giving me your time today. I want to talk about this trip that you're going to be going on here uh, soon. Tell us uh, why you're going on this trip. Well, we're going on this trip because every year the Black Cultural Center always does an excellent job at planning a location and a research experience. So this year we're looking at the Gullah Geechee culture. Um, the theme that we're looking at is cultural and identity preservation. Um, as Ms. Renee said earlier, the Gullah Geechee people were able to retain a lot of their African identity as well as blend it in with Native American cultures and other identities as well. So what we're doing now is not only looking at that, but also asking um, the students that are going to be a part of the trip, how can they maintain and identify their own identity, their own culture, and how they can preserve it as well. That's awesome. Awesome. And then also in there with you is Josh Henderson. Josh, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How good. about you? Good, good. Hey, thanks uh, for your time. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, as you said, my name is Joshua Henderson. I am a junior at Purdue University. Uh, my major is social studies education. I'm also t- pursuing two minors in political science and history. I serve as the um, student coordinator of Black Thought Collective at the Black Cultural Center. Awesome. So, so basically, no free time on your <laughs> for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today on the podcast. Uh, tell us, I'll ask you this kind of the same question uh, about why why this trip for you. Um, Ariel did a phenomenal job yeah. summarizing why that is. I would say to add on to that um, is that we're able to bring these experiences that we had on the tour and share them with the broader Purdue community. Um, that's one of our missions at the Black Cultural Center is being able to reach a broad community, being able to reach a diverse community, and trying to fill a void within a community. So we'll be able to take what we experience and learn on this trip and be able to share with the others um, that come to seek and learn more information. That's cool. What do you hope to gain from this experience? I would say that I hope to gain um, good times. I would say familiarity with um, some friends, but some with some friends, but also people of the culture mm-hmm. um, that stay on the sea islands. Uh, I would also say not only just the experiences I have here, but being able to gain life experiences um, and translatable experiences that I can take back with me when I go into the classroom and I start teaching about black history and African-American history and U.S. history in general. Um, this is 
information I use, I want to use to empower my students whenever I teach them. So I think that's just going to be something I can transition with me later on in life. That's awesome, Josh. Thank you for sharing that. And this question can be for both of you and, uh, and Ariel. Talk about preparation for this trip. It looks like you're doing a lot of uh, visiting a lot of historic sites and kind of moving from place to place. Talk about the preparation for a trip like this. So being the research ensemble of the group, we bear a lot of that digging of making sure that the students are prepared. So one of the things that uh, Josh and I did is that we met in the beginning of the semester to identify what a theme could be for the Black Thought Collective that could also uh, translate to the other performing arts ensembles as well. So we opened up by first uh, doing a presentation on the Gullah Geechee people um, figuring out the history, where they started, uh, rice cultivation, the agriculture, um, the fishing industry, food, cuisine, um, arts with the basket weaving, all those different type of things. Uh, the second thing that I uh, do with the Black Thought Collective is I start making it personal because you can't go into a space and not have some type of connection to it. And I want uh, the students to understand, in particular, the importance of believing that, number one, we are artists and scholars. So we do not tell the story of the Gullah Geechee. We interpret the Mm -hmm. stories that are given to us. And one important thing is to also realize that we have to be comfortable um, knowing what our story is and how to share our own stories. So just this past uh, week, actually yesterday, we sat down and we talked about what does preservation mean? What does cultural preservation mean? What does it mean to preserve your own identity? And you can't preserve any of that unless you're not aware of that. So we started asking questions about who am I? What are my values? What are my beliefs? Uh, what does culture mean to me? What is my culture? And it's going to be a mixture of different things. So we start out with asking ourselves those basic yet deep questions that I think we all should ask ourselves. The next step that we're having is how to conduct research. Um, so we're looking at how to do oral histories that can be very beneficial not only to the tour, but if we're making this a personal experience as well, I'm also encouraging uh, Black Thought Collective and the, as well as the entire performing arts ensembles to sit down with their family members, to sit down with their friends and record those stories. What's very significant about the Gullah Geechee culture is that there is a push to preserve their histories through documentaries, through interviews, through archives, and through data, and I'm pushing the ensemble to think about that as well. I'm also teaching them how to uh, conduct interviews, to do field work, how to observe a community and not impose your own thoughts, your own beliefs, your own systems upon them. Because oftentimes when we go into a different space, we may often judge or make assumptions without understanding the culture or the background because we're imposing our own beliefs and culture. And so I'm asking them to just take the time to observe the culture for the beautiful and rich culture that it is, and then also notice and observe the similarities that exist between the Gullah Geechee culture and their own personal cultures of African Americans here in the United States. Wow, that's awesome, Ariel. Thank you. Appreciate that. Josh, anything to add to that? I know Ariel hit it really well. She hit it very well. (laughs) Um, I would say to add on to that um, is knowing that what you're about to go into is a very rich and deep history um, and just being physically, I mean, not physically, physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually prepared for something Mm -hmm. like this um, and making sure that you are relaxed for it because 
um, I mean, speaking from my experience as a black man that's in history, it can be an extremely draining process, learning sure. history, especially black history. Um, and so, for example, last night, we decided after our meeting that we would go out to eat for dinner, and we did a team dinner, um, just making sure that everybody has that camaraderie because there's going to be times where you're on the trip and you need somebody to confide to, and you're going to know that it's going to be a lot to take in. It's going to be a lot. Um, you have to be prepared, prepared for that. You have to be relaxed for that. Um, and I also think that the BCC has done a great job of not only giving us the um, information and history, but also giving us the time to debrief um, and understand that history and giving us the time to have a little bit of time to ourselves. And whether it's we want to go deeper into um, and maybe explore the beach or go into the city or whatever it may be, um, just having that time and that space to be able to process well what you just learned. And I'm glad you brought that up, Josh, because that, that brings up another question about anticipating any of this being hard, because I know some of the the, uh, the the culture and the history is hard because of how unfairly uh, uh, African-Americans were treated in the history, and unfortunately still to this day. Do you anticipate some of that being hard? And like you said, kind of just preparing yourself for that. Um, I would say yes, um, especially from the experiences I've had mm-hmm. from um, previous research tours, mm-hmm. particularly when we were going to study um, New Orleans and what was going on there. And we weren't able to go to New Orleans um, because of some, or I believe a hurricane or whatever it may have been. Um, they declared a state of emergency, but we were able to uh, fly people up there from New Orleans to Indiana to talk to us. Um, and we all met at a, a cabin, and we were able to talk about the things and flesh out ideas, and they were able to bring us their culture. And it was a lot to take in. I don't think I've ever processed more information in a day than I did in that day. Um, and it was a lot to take in, but... Also within that, you have to be prepared with that, uh, prepared for that. Like I said, and I mean, it sucks to say, but I took a, I, uh, me and my friends, we stayed up all night having fun, and then that next day hit us, and we were like, oh man. Yeah. Uh, so it's something you have to be able to balance out with that, um, being mentally prepared, being physically prepared, um, but also giving your space, giving yourself that space to rest, um, because that's going to be important when you're taking in some of this information. Yeah. Um, like you said, it can be a draining process, especially knowing with um, all that black history yeah, is. Yeah. Um, so, for example, when we were on our way down to uh, the lodge, we were watching a movie, I believe it was Spike Lee's When the Levees Break. Okay. Um, and it was uh, a documentary, documentary detailing the history of New Orleans and what was going on in Katrina at the time. And one of the members of BTC, a former member, I, we just heard her burst down into um, tears. Mm. She was crying, and she was, she was, it was a holler, it was a cry, um, and she felt that pain. Um, and that's something that you're going to feel, and it's a burden that you have to carry, um, but you just have to be prepared to take on and tackle something like that. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Josh, for sharing that. I appreciate that. Uh, so this trip is, uh, the I think, the third week of March, the 16th through the 21st, when you guys take that trip uh, during Purdue's spring break. In April, you'll have the opportunity, uh, Saturday, April 25th, as part of the BCC Cultural Arts Festival, to come back and gather and share that experience. Talk about preparation for that and the excitement of, of getting to share that with folks at Purdue. 
Yes, uh, the whole purpose of the research tour is to be able to put together a major stage production to share with the campus community. So we'll be traveling with a group of about 40 students. They are going to visit museums. They're going to participate in workshops and master classes by professional artists in the community there. And then we'll also have an opportunity to tour various cities and see the contributions of African Americans through church life, through museums and other cultural sites. But uh, our artists and residents are working with the students so that I want to invite you and the entire listening audience out on April 25th in Lowe Playhouse on the Purdue campus in Stewart Center. We will be doing a major stage production that will uh, sort of be the culmination of this research tour that will be taken in March. Awesome. Thank you for adding that. And then will each student kind of have a, a, an assignment to bring back for that festival or will they, you know, kind of all have a chance to share their experience. How is that kind of being um, uh, put together? So for each ensemble, we have different pieces. So okay. if it's Jahara Dance Troupe, they have different dances mm-hmm. that they will pull from their experience uh, during our research tour. The Haraka writers will have different pieces. And actually, their pieces are going to be based in large part not just because of the uh, research they've done beforehand, but also the experiences they've gained from the master classes. The same will be true for the New Directional Players, our theatrical company, uh, the Black Voices of Inspiration, BVOI. They will also pull songs um, based in part from their research, but also from our experiences. For the Black Thought Collective, what we'll be doing is each student has their own research topic. And because, you know, they choose to be a part of our ensemble, they have different ways they can go about that. For some, they have a research topic that they have been working on all semester, and it will tie into Gullah Geechee culture or into the larger scheme of cultural preservation. For us, we will also have a Q&A as well as a video that we'll be putting together uh, to talk about our experiences and some of the questions that I've had BTC at, um, ask and answer throughout the semester that I mentioned earlier. We'll be using that as a jumping-off point for the audience to also reflect upon their own identity and how they can preserve their own identities, their thoughts, their beliefs uh, to move forward. In addition to that, the Black Thought Collective will also take the research that they have gathered and will be working on how to do abstracts. So our goal is how to take undergrad students and teach them that the work they're doing, it is research and it's high-quality research and how to take it, succinct it, and present it to a larger body. And so we're thinking about different conferences that they can probably go to in the fall. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much for adding that. Um, As we kind of wrap up here, is there anything else regarding these trips or upcoming events or just you know, the the celebration of uh, of, or of Black History Month there at Purdue that you want to add? Certainly. I would like to add that uh, as we go on this research tour, one of the songs that may be familiar is a folk song is Kumbaya. And they have just announced that they have given credit to the Gullah Geechee culture for that particular song. Oh, wow. So I, I fully anticipate that that will be part of our cultural arts festival. And we'll have the artists instruct the students on a harvest dance and talk about the importance of Africans and, and cultivation of the land. Um, and then finally, I would like to invite your entire listening audience not only to come to the April 25th performance, but to help celebrate Black History Month. You do not have to be African-American to celebrate black history. So there are a variety of programs and activities happening on the university campus. I would encourage you to visit our website to learn more about those programs and make a personal commitment to attend a BCC-sponsored program this semester. Awesome. 
definitely would do that. Definitely uh, push uh, to your website as well on our web article that we post on fox59.com and cbs4.com when this episode goes out. Uh, Before we wrap up, I do want to bring Ariel back in because as she introduced herself, she did... uh, she didn't tell me, uh, but I know about this. Her, uh, she has a podcast herself, so I'm interested in hearing a little bit about that. Ariel, the uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast, the Food Truck Scholar Podcast. Well, first of all, let me say that you do your research. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so my research here at Purdue University is I study African American food truck involvement, and so the undergirding of my thesis is that food is an element of hip hop. Yes, we know about DJing, break dancing, MC, mm-hmm. graffiti, all of that good stuff, but food is what keeps people together, and is most definitely is what propels hip hop. So that's the basis of my dissertation. But I argue that food trucks are a great big part of that. And so what I did was I wanted to make sure that my dissertation isn't just something that my five committee or four committee members read and then that's it. What I wanted to do is I wanted to branch out and I wanted to create something that could literally reach the masses and give back. Mm. And so with the Food Truck Scholar podcast, I don't just interview African-American food truck owners. I actually interview anyone and everyone that is connected to the food truck industry. So I've interviewed people from Food Network. I've interviewed food truck festival organizers, Mm. uh, food truck app developers, writers, uh, fellow food truck scholars like myself, and just straight-up food truck foodies. (laughs) It's been pretty awesome. You know, we just had our first season. Okay. Uh, this past year, we've had eight over 8,000 downloads across 48 countries, and nice. we're getting ready for season two on March 9th. Awesome. All right. Well, listeners, check that one out as well. Uh, that is really cool. I'll have to uh, listen to it myself as well. Thank you, Ariel, for sharing that. Sounds like a great one. Um, well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time uh, on the uh, Full Steam Ahead podcast. Look forward to hearing about this trip uh, after you guys get back. And uh, again, that the cultural arts festival there in april we'll have a list or at least a link to uh, all the events there at the bcc on on our website as well uh, when this podcast goes out uh, thank you guys so much for your time thank you thank you thank you uh, thank you and boiler up boiler up okay. a reminder you can follow the full steam ahead podcast on twitter at full steam pod and you can always listen to like comment subscribe to the podcast on apple Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.